Hello, it's Natalia Lloyd and welcome to my podcast, Beehive Household. As part of my interior design business, my first chat with my clients is a deep dive into their lifestyle and daily routines to be able to understand how they use their homes. And this is where the idea for this podcast came from. So subscribe and listen to find out about the daily routines of my extraordinary guests, their mindset, their choice of interiors, but most importantly, how their life at home sustains their success and much, much more. My very special guest today is Olga Balaklietz, the CEO of international events company Ensemble Productions, which organizes cultural and philanthropic projects worldwide. She is also a founder of a global platform Theatrum Vitae, which is designed to transcend barriers and unite people around the world and create a lasting cultural legacy for many years to come. She is also a founder and CEO of an international platform, Creative Women, promoting female entrepreneurs with creative approach to business. Olga's passion for performing and visual arts started from her childhood. Being born and growing up in Russia, she was learning to play piano from a very young age. She is now a renowned, award-winning concert pianist who appeared at many international music festivals and as a soloist with orchestras such as the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, Moscow Philharmonic Orchestra and BBC Big Band amongst those. Olga has been acting as an advisor on cultural matters to various governments and particularly closely works with the Ministries of Culture of the Russian Federation, Cyprus and Hong Kong, with the Mayor of London, British Parliament, the Russian State Duma and the Presidential Palace of Cyprus. For her services, she has been awarded numerous prestigious awards, including the award for her contributions to the strengthening of friendship, humanitarian and cultural cooperation between Russia and the United Kingdom. Olga, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome you to the Beehive Household podcast. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you, Natalie, for inviting. It's rather a remarkable list of achievements, and I'm very curious to find out your home routines, dynamic, and how you sustain such a busy schedule. So, Olga, thank you so much for welcoming me in your gorgeous London home. It's a true honor, and I know I'm one of not many guests, um, and I feel particularly special today. So thank you once again. Can you share with me and the listeners what this home is like and who you live here with? Well, what an introduction. Thank you so much uh, uh, again for inviting. It's really a pleasure to, to talk and share some, some ideas and share possibly some secrets oh. <laughs> as well. Yes, um, routine. You mentioned routine. Hmm. I think routine and me, uh, they <laughs> don't go, don't go together. together. They don't go together <laughs> at all. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, I don't have many routines. And I would say without exaggeration that every day of my life is really different to the day before. And as my mother sometimes com complains, that you cannot plan anything with you because <laughs> everything could change any moment. And it's true, it can, it can. Um, there are positive and negative things um, with such an approach and this style of life. What um, are the positives? Let's start with the positives. Exactly. And we should always concentrate on uh, positive things. Yeah. 
it's never boring. It's never the same. It's never boring. Uh, it keeps me energized. It keeps me going. It gives me inspiration for things I'm doing. It gives me inspiration for new things I could still create, something I have not uh, done until now. I hope with this rhythm and, and style of living, I possibly help and inspire people who are close to me, uh, my, my partners, my, my colleagues, uh, my, my friends, people who are part of uh, my life, of my projects, of my, my work. And they get also inspired by, by this dynamism in my, in my life. Yes. Uh, I think it's all really positive and good. Uh, negative, of course, you see, for members of the family it can be sometimes difficult and frustrating that they, they cannot count on me just at any time. Sometimes it is very difficult to, uh, to plan family um, events together and gatherings. Of course, not to mention we are meeting during very, very challenging times when family gatherings not yes. something we, we can do easily anyway. Um, but they're very understanding and they're very supportive. Um, uh, my family is a small family in, in the UK. Uh, it is my, my mother who lives very, very close by, right. uh, who I try to see as much as possible. And of course, she comes and visits uh, us here. Um, uh, my beloved uh, son, who is uh, who just became 17, uh, he's in the boarding school. Um, so unfortunately, we we can't have him all the time here. Yeah, uh, but it's He's such growing a, up. It's such a joy every time when he comes out for occasional weekends and holidays, of course. And uh, his father and, and myself, we totally adore him, and we try to to make beautiful things together as much as we can when, when he's out here at home and of course planning trips and of course music is what of course um, unites. unites us mm. and sometimes we we can even play as a trio the father on the cello me on the piano and John the son on the violin but John is a multi talented musician he plays piano violin guitar electro guitar and a number of other string instruments, including Russian balalaika, by the way. Oh my goodness. And you, you just literally, this was one of my suspicions. I'm thinking in such a musically inclined family, they must be coming together and just forming a mini orchestra. And this is exactly what you're saying. But it was in my vision, in my dream. Yeah. But this is exactly what's happening. Yes, well, trio is a very, very small form of an orchestra. It is yes. more of an ensemble. Ensemble. However, this home and this very room we are in um, experienced many rehearsals in, in better times, other times. Yes. Uh, for as many as 22 musicians. <laughs> playing at the same time in this wow. room. Wow, it, it's a very spacious house and high ceilings and still acoustics. Acoustics pretty good and we, yeah. we used to have um, small um, concerts, house concerts, and I very much hope you could come back to this uh, soon. Have you got a separate music studio here or this everywhere, every corner bit? Wherever I look, there will be a musical instrument. Well, in this, on, on the ground, on the ground floor, obviously we have concert size Stanway. Um, it's really, really fantastic for musicians to be able to have such size and quality piano. Yes. Um, 
Stanway, my, my Stanway. favorite, um, definitely the best make, in my opinion. Um, we have another additional piano, which enables us to play two pianos at the same time. And we have um, upstairs another music room with another Yamaha grand piano, which enables us to practice at the same time, but being separated on different floors. Two different tunes, okay, yeah. as if it's not one. And you've got balalaika obviously here, just uh, by the fireplace. Is this for decoration purposes, or actually this is John's, this is the one that he plays, Johnny? John, as I mentioned, John, Johnny, he, he learned, taught himself, apart from the violin, which he started um, learning when he was four, uh, which is very young age, obviously, all other string instruments, he managed to, to teach himself. It just comes very easily and naturally, and balalaika he, he plays, and he, he just learned by himself. Well, it, it sounds to me fascinating, but uh, coming from a family with such strong music, musical genes, I don't think he had a chance. He obviously he did not have got a chance. to be very talented. And uh, did he, um, is, has he now recorded some song, I believe, of his own? It's true, it's true, and I'm, of course, very, very proud of this. Um, to our great surprise, with a totally classical musical upbringing, and playing on the violin and piano, only classical repertoire for so many years. Um, he started playing guitar, and during the lockdown, exactly, that was his first serious attempt to start composing songs and his own music and lyrics. Even he had tried few before, but um, I think they were not really, really uh, serious attempts. But during mm -hmm. the lockdown, when so many of us found ourselves in a, in a very, very different situation and planet when we had to discover, rediscover ourselves and think about life from a different angle. And this is what's happened to, to John. He discovered another he talent. He discovered and gone very, very deeply into compo uh, composing and he produced, produced he composed um, more than 40 songs, lyrics and, and music. And um, of course, we knew he would want to um, to move on to do an album. But of course, this is something you need to develop and prepare. And it would be a project to plan um, sometime in the near future. But uh, in summer, in the summer, it happened that you see, I have many wonderful friends uh, who are in part of the music industry um, and we had an offer um, for one of his songs to be recorded and, and produced uh, which wasn't really the plan but it happened and he released uh, his song which um, was published on all possible platforms including amazon and itunes and spotify and so on uh, the song with the title no escape no escape wow I'm hoping that listeners will go out and just download and listen to it. Well done, Johnny. Wow. Thank you. John Galan, no escape. <laughs> so coming back to your house, um, do you own any other um, pieces of interior decor, something that is very special and dear to you? Well, um, it's certainly this main living room uh, is full of many, many different uh, objects and pieces of furniture coming from different styles, from different countries. Uh, I actually did not do too much to <laughs> to bring this special Russian feel apart from some Russian um, paintings. 
including uh, Shumyakin and a copy of Benoit over there, <laughs> and uh, a Russian instrument like Balalaika. Well, maybe maybe few few other elements which. Uh, could be also classified as Russian, but but otherwise, yes, indeed, uh, it has an artistic feel because we have a little bit even of a musical library here, um, because we obviously have lots of musical rehearsals and it's easier to have access to the music and to the music library next to your instruments. And of course, we have a grand standway, another uh, Yamaha piano here as well, and various uh, recording uh, equipment, uh, all making this the, the music and mu musical creation and performing uh, possible. Um, but um, other pieces, some antique pieces uh, from the English and French um, history, they, um, they come from Julian's, uh, my husband's um, family, which we treasure and enjoy very, very much. And mm. some bronzes. Um, the, the family had a passion for horses mm -hmm. and therefore mm -hmm. we, we do have a number of horses, uh, horses around, yes. around produced by known French masters. Uh, yes, it, it, it's, it's a mixture it's a mixture of different things, some antique and some more modern and musical elements. Um, maybe there was not too much strategy into this um, put in, 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 into this, but uh, some elements being functional, some very important to keep um, as a family heritage. Yeah. Um, but we have now this this mix of artistic picture of different yeah. styles, um, English, French, and uh, and Russian, and certainly with lots of musical elements. Yes, definitely. And um, you've received so many prestigious awards, including the highest award of a Russian living outside Russia the Pushkin Medal, authorized by President Vladimir Putin himself. Where do you keep them all? Is, um, are they amongst those belongings that you cherish and um, because of what they represent? Do you keep them in a house? Is there some sort of a... Oh, I do. Yes, yes, yeah. I will, I will, it's not a secret. And of course, uh, I'm totally honored to, to be able to receive all these awards. Uh, I always, always tell my, my friends and my partners, what I do, I don't do to be awarded, of course. I do because I cannot do otherwise. I, I have my vision, I have my beliefs, and I have passion for what I'm doing. And of course, contributing to the Russian culture is one of my main missions and you know, passions. Um, I keep all the supports in the bedroom. <laughs> Would right. you be surprised? Right. Yes, you see, close to where I sleep. Love uh, it. In, in, in various boxes. Right. And um, only a few I put on some very special occasions, but uh, I think being quite a modest person, maybe some listeners, your audience will be surprised, but I, I'm actually a modest person. I, I, I feel shy when uh, all my achievements and awards mentioned. <sighs> and th therefore, I, I don't put them on my chest very often, but maybe once or twice year a on a very special occasion, yeah. occasion I, I do this because then of course I it gets commented and lots of questions asked and then I feel <laughs> even more embarrassed yeah but I do it only for special uh, reasons to show that I I'm honored to to have this awards well this is what is so charming about you because you're so 
you're so modest and so down to earth and uh, and yet um, I'm pleased to hear that your efforts and your hard work is getting this sort of validation and this sort of recognition so it's very special and definitely something for you to be proud of I'm sure your family is very much proud of you and yeah. um, it's um, um, I, w I will ask you later to maybe send me a little bit of a photograph for our listeners also to see what this remarkable only if you, only <laughs> if you ask I will thank you thank you very much oh, I'm so excited um, so in this house um, obviously we talked a little bit about the space and how you use it but where do you spend most of your time where's your happy place maybe well I do some work would, would you believe it or not uh, in the bedroom and of course I have a study um, kind of an office uh, a space but probably I do as much work in the bedroom as in in the study really uh, yes which is probably a very <laughs> very strange and creative no, no. creative way but um, this is what happens and of course when the weather is good uh, outside in the garden yes you've got beautiful garden as well um, so you'd say bedroom is your happy place yes <laughs> we'll leave it at that have, yes <laughs> wonderful and now this is whilst you've been so modest and shy and as I said very down-to-earth um, at the same time you have very privileged lifestyle and um, I know you have a lot of help around the house um, and it's never think, enough by the way well, <laughs> I wouldn't say is, I wouldn't say a lot but I, I do have uh, I'm fortunate to have help so uh, that's that's an interesting so because I wonder if there's anything you actually like doing yourself or maybe um, just around the house as part of the errands or maybe if you had a bit more time you would have liked to have that little task is there anything or you're happy to outsource uh, unfortunately as you pointed out correctly I don't have enough time to do many things myself uh, which is a great pity but I immediately admit that cooking is not my strongest <laughs> Unfortunately not. Even one day I hope and I believe I can I can go back and maybe create even my own recipes because when I was much younger I was quite good at cooking and producing certain things right. and when I became really really busy and everything just overtook my life, life overtook everything, I could not um, d develop this. I like decorating desserts, by the way, it's my passion, but I, I look at this from a very, very creative um, yes. side uh, yeah. and I, I try to bring very interesting uh, combinations. Creation. Decorating, I said, not Decor even producing, but even I, I was How taught recently to make a homemade ice cream. Oh yes, homemade God. ice cream, but That's decorating, <laughs> absolutely, but decorating um, desserts, this is what gives me pleasure. I like, I like playing with colors, with mixing different elements and, and forms with, with fruit and some, uh, some other things which are not uh, even eatable. Oh, right. uh, so this, this is very interesting, but otherwise, otherwise, uh, I, I like 
probably being here you you would not believe because it's all very very <laughs> disorganized and uh, too artistic no, but i like great. i like tidying up and and actually cleaning it gives me uh, pleasure and calmness and i wish i could have more time to do this yeah. <laughs> really but cleaning and tidying uh, brings and balance many things in me which is good it can be quite therapeutical isn't it to just exactly. organize things you almost feel um, yeah you, you get this energy boost just afterwards um, I see um, so you also um, mentioned your mom she lives nearby and um, well she moved to um, to London a couple of years ago is that right uh, quite a few Austria? years ago actually she moved uh, nearly 10 years ago 10 years, so it's been yes. a while and uh, she is herself a musical teacher um, she's been for many years. Was she your first piano teacher? Uh, I always had from the start another teacher, official another teacher. teacher. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, that, that was important. It is actually very important um, for a musician who wants uh, his her child to have music lessons, to have another teacher. It's very, very important. Uh, for discipline. I mm. um, so I always had other teachers, but my mother was uh, always next to me and practicing um, and with me helping, advising, directing and accompanying me to my piano lessons. And so she contributed, uh, she the contributed a great deal and um, I would also say with gratitude she did the same for my son John. Right. Um, because by that time she already moved um, here to London and uh, she, w she was helping very much with his musical studies as well. That's amazing. And um, so whilst your talent shone through at a very early age and um, it may have been anticipated that you'll be successful, um, she must be still very proud of what you've achieved and um, she's quite hard on me I must say <laughs> and critical really yes right. yes what, what is your relationship is... like with her um, well we're very close and of course we love each other very much uh, but um, she's certainly a critical critical and demanding mother and of course uh, it's good and, and it can be beneficial, but sometimes it can be a little bit. <laughs> She's so strict with you after these days. Yes, yes. And in my age and already having almost grown up some, <laughs> and she's still critical and she's trying to teach me what to, what to do. And sometimes I don't take it very easily. I must uh, uh, really. <laughs> I love it. I, I can tell the it's very, I think, typical dynamic of um, daughter-mother relationship from And Russia. also when, when you have two ladies of uh, strong personality, almost bossy personality. Do you have yes. similar yes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. then of course it can be a problem sometimes. Quite fiery, yeah, can get. Yes, yes. But <laughs> of course I'm, um, I'm trying to be as diplomatic, diplomatic. <laughs> and as philosophical about uh, all this approach as possible. That's amazing. And um, what was your home like, life like growing up? So you were born in Krasnodar area in southern Russia. Then you studied in St. Petersburg, Leningrad at the time. And then your family mo moved to um, Salzburg in Austria. Um, so tell me more about your home life back then. How different it is to your lifestyle now? Well, indeed, it is very, very different. Uh, yes, as you... Um mentioned correctly, I was born in the south of Russia. 
um, maybe it will be a shock to most of your listeners, but um, you have different guests who have different upbringings and they come from so many different uh, countries and backgrounds. For the first 10 years of my life, I was sharing one room with my mother, father, grandmother, and we always had an animal as well. And we had to share even bathroom facilities with the other families. So this is the start of my life, mm-hmm. which is of course very, very different to where I am now. Yeah. Uh, but then it makes you appreciate much mm-hmm. more um, what you have now comparing to where you started. But I was a happy child, a hard-working child, uh, who always wanted to be the best uh, schoolgirl in the class. And the <laughs> but uh, yes, of course, it was a very, very were. limited... You obviously were. I, I was a good pupil. You I always had the best marks and I, and I graduated from, uh, from the school with the medal. Uh, um, I've started um, school in the south of Russia and by the age of 11, I moved to special conservatory school in St. Petersburg. Right. Um, so my piano lessons, musical lessons started in the south of Russia, in Krasnodar. And for, from the age of 11, I, I was in St. Petersburg, a special conservatory school. And again, um, of course, by, the, by that time, living conditions were already different. Uh, we had a two-bedroom apartment, but uh, still comparing, obviously, to uh, the environment now, uh, it is a different situation. Yeah. Uh, in Salzburg, it was actually it was me who um, received a scholarship and place at the famous Mozarteum Academy in Salzburg. Yeah. And at the beginning, um, my life was very very tough as a student uh, who just uh, came out from uh, from Russia and I uh, was living in, in very, very hard conditions. Uh, later, I, I managed to bring my mother. Who Did you have to earn um, for your living? I had to. I had, to, I had a scholarship uh, which allowed me not to pay for my studies, but I, I had to uh, support my uh, life. And I had to work, I had to teach, I had to do playing jobs. Uh, and... Uh, Yes, it was, it was another challenging period. Um, and then, of course, a few years later, I, I brought my mother, who, being a fantastic piano teacher, she, she was offered a contract by Salzburg Musikschulwerk, it's a board of uh, uh, music schools um, in Salzburg and around Salzburg, Salzburg region. And in fact, uh, my mother stayed in Salzburg, but after I finished uh, my studies uh, at the Academy of team I, I moved for postgraduate studies uh, to the Royal College of Music in London. And again, it was another challenging start. Yeah. Um, of course, we're in very, very difficult living conditions and moving from one place to another, where, of course, I, I could not possibly even think about um, interior design, so styling places where I was living. Mm. Um, until the time when actually I had my first um, flat, which I bought, which was in the s- was south of London. It was a charming place with a beautiful garden, um, which uh, was shared between uh, three families. But it was a big and very nice garden. I have very nice memories and quite a large apartment where I started thinking about 
decorations and and putting things my, myself actually that that was the first time my fir first proper flat which um, I became the owner of mm. and uh, I started decorating which gave me great great pleasure how old were you then I was 26 right how special yes so it's um, every every move it's almost from the beginning trying to definitely settle. yes and um, whilst um, so once you moved here um, this is a peculiar story because you whilst attending um, the Russian embassy you met your future husband at the time Julian Galland yes um, so in one of his interviews he mentioned that he knew nothing about Russia before he met you it's true how, it's true. how um, yeah, so, and, and obviously him being a professional musician himself amongst other things that he does um, how did that connection happen? Was it? Uh, did he chat oh. you up? Is this? Uh, he, it was a love from first sight. Yeah, he he certainly did chat me up, and of course I, I was a guest often at the Russian embassy, and it was a musical event. Um, uh -huh. um, I was invited. He he was invited, and yes, he started uh, chatting, and I, I'm sure he liked me very much. Uh, uh, but being an Englishman, he, he, he would not really, really admit and answer this question easily. <laughs> yeah, but of course, of course, um, the connection to, to music and to the heart was uh, a very, very important um, element um, uh, for sure, apart from human uh, attraction. Yeah. And very soon they started performing together on two pianos. And um, as a piano duo, we went to many, many countries to perform in many countries in Europe and the United States, in uh, Latin America, in the Far East, uh, China, Hong Kong, Korea, Africa, Egypt. So we went to many beautiful places to, to perform. This is amazing when passions are so aligned with someone who you spend a lot of time with and it's beautiful so and obviously you had Johnny um, and uh, he lives up to all the expectations by the sound of it um, it's a very uh, very interesting romantic almost uh, story um, how it all came about well I think uh, poetic all uh, relationships have uh, romantic sides and uh, many other sides, of course, uh, and certain challenges. But to be, we all treasure the the relationship and everything what what we have together. Yeah. And we, uh, of course, yeah. and we learn from each other, and we are very supportive to each other. Even, of course, we see different things in 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 different ways, and yeah. we go through different stages of of our life. But uh, what is very very important to to have dedication and uh, respect for each other, and I'm, I'm sure in every relationship, in every family, this values should be uh, the most important to to have understanding and respect for each other and to be of help to each other when we both need it. I think you have that um, wisdom in you to carry through that um, element of being diplomatic, being respectful, being a little bit in awe of another person and respecting who they are 
And that's what makes, I think, relationships that you have, the close relationships to you, very special. And um, the ones that are there, are there to stay. I strongly believe uh, in, in, in this. Thank you very much for, <laughs> for such a comment. Um, yes, I, I have my values and uh, principles and I, I try, try to live up to, to them. Exactly, to live up to them. And um, I want to take her back to the house. And um, do you host here often? Are there house parties. I mean, you being the CEO of an international events company, obviously Ensemble Productions that I've mentioned at introduction, which organizes um, all these phenomenal events. And um, I, I see, I just suspect that um, any house party that you may have here needs to live up to almost that level of... That's why there are not so many not so parties many. here. Exactly. That's why, because when... It needs to be as iconic, yeah? When someone like me who is organizing um, events at the Royal Opera House and Coliseum and Royal Albert Hall, Madina Jumeirah in Dubai, Rim, Rome Opera House and, and so on, when, when it comes to some home events, you, you become very, very shy and you don't even think uh, you, you, you should be hosting any, any party here. But of course, uh, there are sometimes parties and especially uh, uh, when it is for my son and his uh, friends, um, this right. I enjoy very much. But um, I always try to organize birthday parties, um, very creative um, birthday parties for him since uh, the age of three. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, this year, unfortunately, was an exception uh, for the obvious reason. Well, yeah, but, very creative in its own way, isn't it? <laughs> yes, but, but, but otherwise, otherwise, I, I tried actually to avoid his birthday party to be, uh, to be at home because I always wanted to use an interesting venue such, mm-hmm. yes, uh, including Tate Modern, um, one party happened there. Was it, he's, um, he's obviously now turned 17, so he's sweet 16. What was that party like? Was it grand? <sighs> Uh, we actually we had a beautiful lunch with nearly 20 uh, um, children, <laughs> children, children, young, young girls yes, children, and, yeah. and, and boys. Yeah. And then they went uh, to a particular show in the West End. So it was a theatrical. <laughs> love it, love it. And um, in, in, I don't know if that's um, something you can answer, but um, do you host for any celebrity people here? Um, that you could name at home, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Right. But I'm lucky enough to know many celebrity people yes. who are interested in what I'm doing and events I'm organizing. And uh, I've been honored on so many occasions by really, really very famous people who attended events I have organized, including Margaret Thatcher, um, members of the royal family, um, and. M- m- members of royal family of other countries and yeah. so on. Yeah. No, that's um, uh, the the um, level of those events is absolutely remarkable, and uh, um, I mean, anyone would feel like they missed out if uh, they wouldn't attend. Take the royal families and well, hopefully we'll o- overcome these difficult times and will return to normal life, and we could carry on. And I really, really hope even more. Uh, guests will come and will be able to witness and enjoy uh, our events. Absolutely, absolutely. I think um, 2020 definitely taught us to appreciate 
um, different things and art and something that is um, enriches your soul because people started looking inside much more than Definitely. worrying about what they physically possess. It's all the focus went in and um, it's obviously a culture, it's art, it's something that makes your soul sing and what you do and what you bring um, is exactly um, what, what it represents. So oh, thank um, you. Beautifully, I'm beautifully said. Uh, but during the lockdown, I've conducted a number of interviews myself with um, with the world famous uh, belly dancers, and so, something I haven't done before. I, n I never <laughs> conducted an interview. You, yeah. Usually, people come to me asking questions, interview me. Yeah. And during these difficult times, when I was interviewing uh, these very famous dancers they were sharing uh, their feelings and discoveries they made during these challenging times that was really quite quite amazing and i felt also very very privileged that they, they were sharing the special feelings with, with me and they were rediscovering themselves uh, yeah. during the pandemic and when the most important thing the stage and ability to perform was taken away from them that's right that's not right. knowing when it will come back the the unknown that's what makes yeah the, the, that's what the challenge is that people don't know particularly in cultural and um visual arts they just don't know where they stand and you've organized um recently a an absolutely wonderful event um as part of um your cultural prep platform Teatron vitae and you brought together so many creative minds and souls and everyone was there to support each other and it was done online over zoom and you still were there you were still there trying to put the community together try to lift up the spirit to um, get this um, and I mentioned it to you before is just the we, we're in it together so we are not alone although it feels like that was it. the that was the purpose of course uh, uh, to bring experts uh, from the industry, creative industries together to talk about challenges we are facing and support each other and to possibly plan and find solutions for, for the future, our next steps and um, what people from the arts industries uh, could do in the future to come out stronger, uh, to learn the most um, from these times. Mm. Uh, Teatrum Vitae um, platform, cultural platform has an ambition, uh, great ambition, ambitious plan to um, unify people around the world with their love and understanding of their arts visual and performing. Teatrum Vitae will be creating beautiful shows in the future. Uh, will be of course still hosting online events and much more and much more of course with a aim to to support all the artists to um, to bring the art to many people maybe who not so familiar with their arts performing or visual uh, yet educating uh, educating yes, exactly and this is what we are trying to do and with uh, my partner Rafael Pozhitsky um, who is actually the concept creator and mm -hmm. uh, shortly after we met we started working together and developing the concept of Teatrum Vitae and I'm very very proud what we have achieved by now and I believe that in the next year or maximum two 
we are going to achieve much more and the platform uh, will resonate with many more people around the world who are not indifferent to culture and the arts. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd encourage the listeners to um, support Teatro Vitae on Instagram, on YouTube, follow the links, follow the events, the upcoming events and um, there's more to come I'm, I'm sure of that because um, and I know you've spoken to many people who get really um, not just supportive but um, energized by the idea of what Teatro Invitae is trying to do and uh, you and um, um, Raphael are doing a fantastic job so thank you so much thank you so much for for your kind words we are really really very passionate about this and the mission of Teatro Invitae which means theater of life quite meaningful and very creative That's right. That's in, right. Latin, in Latin Teatro yeah. Invitae. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. And um, so talking about Teatro Invitae, you had an event in Cyprus. Um, did you? Was it in Cyprus? It was one a launch. We had launch, one live yes. event, which was a, a launch in which we had an orchestra and top belly dancers. Mm-hmm. But um, that, that was only a, a tester of so, what is going to come. But right. the first big show, which will be dedicated to the goddess of love and beauty, Aphrodite, Aphrodite uh, is planned for summer 2022. Amazing, amazing. That's how in advance you're planning. This is how uh, this all is the a very big mind is working. This is very big, ambitious yes. plan. It, it takes a very, very long time to put all the creatives and, of course, funding, which is uh, yeah. for all the artists and producers the most challenging thing of all. That's right. And 2020 was wasn't probably the um, the best. Um, Definitely not. <laughs> well, yes, to get that generated, but hopefully. 2021 is to come with new resources and um, you've uh, discovered Cyprus back in 2007 and you when you went there for the first time and you fell in love with the island and um, that year you also organized the first Cyprus Russian charity gala um, which have been held annually since and this prestigious event was designed to bring two cultures together Cyprus and Russia um, to show the hospitality of Cyprus as well and you love the island so much that you now have home there as well and what is your life on the island of Aphrodite is like? <laughs> I wish I could spend more more time and of course during the last year it was much more difficult to, to go as often as I needed and I wanted to go uh, but um, uh, I, I was trying since July to do it as much as, as I could and I do have a um, nice home which is um, close to uh, to the sea um, and you see sea means very much um, to me because I was born uh, I spent the first 10 years of my life in the south of Russia in Krasnodar yes. um, a big uh, regional center however I was born in Primorsk-Akhtarsk, in a small place on the Sea of Azov, connected to the Black Sea. So the sea was, from my birth, something very, very important. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Cyprus is, everything is about, about the sea, mm-hmm. and that's why home had to be close to, to the sea. And uh, it has a lovely use and, and beach and this calmness of Mediterranean waters. I, I really, really love it. 
And from 2007, I, I was going to Cyprus. And um, as you mentioned, I've created this special event. Being an active person, uh, I couldn't imagine Cyprus being just a holiday yeah. destination for me or second home. I um, knew that I had, I had to create something uh, something else in event. This is what uh, I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, of course, it was only obvious to um, create a big event which was uh, connected also to, to Russia and Russian image because so the Russian community is just simply so large and so strong um, in Cyprus and yes. it's been such a strong community for many, many years. So the idea of um, this uh, uh, gala was born and the first one uh, took place in 2007 in the presidential palace. And since then it was happening every year, including this one, online edition. Online. Again, as yes. many other wonderful and big established events happened only uh, online. And uh, the gala always enjoyed the um, patronage of the first lady and attendance of the president and uh, the most important people uh, from the island. And of course, Aphrodite, everything, everything what is happening for me um, in Cyprus, it is about her and yeah. um, Creative Women platform, which you mentioned uh, yes. before, also started uh, in Cyprus and we had four live conferences uh, in Cyprus, uh, in Paphos to start with, and then the last one was in Limassol. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, the um, everything that Cyprus represents and everything that you contribute to the culture of Cyprus, it, now you, you you have to live up to the image of Aphrodite. It's, oh. it's almost, isn't it? It's a and, and the event that was in the name of Aphrodite. Of the good thing is that that. Nobody really knows what she looked like and what she was like. <laughs> we're only guessing and we're only only imagining and, and, and dreaming. And this is, this is so good and mysterious and, and very romantic and, and very good and very inspiring. So you may be just a little bit personalizing that image just because no one knows how she looked. The image is now stands. I'm pretty sure that's how it works now. <laughs> and um, with your busy super busy schedule. I mean, it's only a tip of the iceberg what we could discuss in this podcast and probably what you even can talk about because there's so many projects going on in the background that you, strong. you, you strong. can't even um, you can't even talk about. Um, so with all those schedules, do you have any home rituals that help you relax, recuperate, get yourself reset? What, how do you sustain this? I mean, you you know, you're only human. Although, you know, the Aphrodite as a goddess was already mentioned in this context, but how do you um, sustain all of that? Well, certainly I don't have very, very much time for myself and for, um, for rest and even exercise. It is very, very limited. Um, I try to make literally few minutes of um, my home exercise very on, on a very very primitive and basic level. Yeah. Uh, I could spend few minutes uh, in the garden. Uh, possibly, I um, when I get specific, very 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 tired and tense, I, I try for few minutes to stop, switch off, and have my own personal meditation, which. I find very very helpful uh, but um, watching movies I, I, I like sometimes uh, with family members um, 
can be also having a very calming uh, right. um, effect on me. I, I try to do it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it, and uh, I do sometimes. Uh, but otherwise, sadly, there's not very much time for for yourself uh, for, for rest. And of course, when I'm in Cyprus, and of course during the summer periods, swimming. I, I love swimming very much. Yeah, yeah. Do you does the music? Do you get chance to sit down and play for yourself to get that? Thank you so much for asking this question. I, I was just going to add, and of course, uh, sometimes and. Again, sadly, these days, because of so many projects and involvement in so much, I, I don't have that much time to do this. But um, from time to time, of course, I do this. And of course, it gives me pleasure to go back to some beautiful pieces I, I used to love to perform. And sometimes to picking up a new score and trying something else. Mm, I wish it could, yeah. it could be more. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the feeling I, I get from you that whilst 2020 was the year of slowing down for most people because of the limitations that we we've had it feels like you are unstoppable you just need you know you just need to be creating you need to you're looking for um you know more projects more more what you you like this buzzing bee which is very much in line of with my <laughs> it should household. stop it should stop but but really uh, to, uh, 2020 in spite of everything, it was a busy year for me. Just so much uh, planning and involvement in new things, and really this very hard creative uh, homework, and many things which were performed and done online, and which still needed lots of time to prepare, lots of logistics yes. went, went behind. Um, it was not a calmer year or less busy, uh, sadly not. Not for Olga Malaklis, for sure. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my God. And um, as we are on the, on, the, um, on the doorstep of the festive period, what is your Christmas going to be like? Well, uh, <laughs> fortunately, we know that we will be able to have a few family members of course uh, are you planning to be in london uh for christmas we will be in london and um, as you know we still will be very limited with what we can do but yes. uh, we're certainly going to have nice food um uh, my mother will be joining us and of course uh, john will be out from his boarding school and his aunt will be coming who lives also in london right. uh, it will be small but cozy family christmas um, always with a very big christmas tree we will not make an exception right i i'm you very selfish for it. i feel very very um, very romantic about having a beautiful christmas tree which we decorate for nearly two days. <laughs> wow. Yes, uh, still to come. It's not here yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, lots of music will be yeah. played. Fantastic. And um, as a main organizer of the Russian Week in London, including the main celebration of Maslin's on Trafalgar Square, obviously it's not taken place um, recently, but it's a um, uh, for the benefit of the listeners, it's a Russian Spring Festival and also we call that week a Pancake Week um, in Russia. And considering that you've not lived in Russia for quite some time, I know you travel, yeah. but um, you've not lived there, what Russian traditions do you keep? Do you celebrate um, Russian Orthodox Christmas on the 7th definitely, of January? Because um, we, uh, Russian Church, Orthodox Church is on Julian calendar, so we, we've got this... Um, 
this cap which loads of people getting confused by but um yeah do you celebrate the 25th of december and the 7th of we january do. both we do you and do. of course it's very very important for my mother and for um for john who was baptized in the russian orthodox church right so we absolutely in, in, have to uh, in london, in london. yes mm-hmm. in london uh, in any small gardens cathedral russian cathedral orthodox um, cathedral and uh, we uh, every year of course we, we celebrate both um, christmases definitely and easter as well and easter and it's both easter sometimes Absolutely. it's different calendars exactly well. sometimes yeah. it coincides and sometimes it's different we celebrate uh, twice if uh, they don't uh, coincide and muslins of course um, is always uh, celebrated with pancakes and and music yeah and of course the the festival which was um, happening for already so many years in different um, forms uh, but the biggest of course uh, festival happening for several years on Trafalgar Square um, beautiful times I, I, I remember with uh, such joy uh, and so many people were really enjoying uh, what was happening on the square and the, this, this joy Russian culture, uh, Russian, Russian culture, Russian, Russian spirit, I would say, yeah, yeah Russian spirits, of course. Uh, but I hope one day we could come back to this. Uh, but uh, most recently, we we had um, Maslinsa concerts and organized in different concert halls and some exhibitions, and just focusing on different aspects of Russian culture. That's right. That's right. Um, my family and I were part of. Uh, going to those events before I knew you personally. So it's, oh, it's how nice to hear. a joyful event and um, I'd encourage once it's back, I'm looking forward. It, it, it definitely feels a little bit home away from home. And it, it, it's amazing to um, immerse yourself in, in different culture for Londoners, perhaps the experience. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, hopefully next year. We'll be able to do that. Oh, who knows? <laughs> yes, we, we have to be very hopeful. Yes, yes. Uh, Trafalgar Square certainly would not happen for not some happen, no. for some time because th- there are other reasons apart from pandemics, of course. Mm. Um, it is political and economical reasons, but nothing would give me more pleasure than to, to think and to plan and bring all the efforts for this beautiful Russian festival to come back on Trafalgar Square. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, so this one, because we, we mentioned about this change of calendars and in the Soviet era, the religion was not allowed to perform, um, to celebrate religious um, holidays was not particularly supported. So all the Christmas traditions were moved to New Year. Yeah. So we have instead of um, Christmas tree, we have New Year tree in Russia. And yes. instead of grandfather, um, uh, f- instead of Father Christmas, we have Grandfather Frost, who is uh, traveling with his granddo- granddaughter Snigurichka, which is a snow maiden. And um, the whole of um, country looking forward to the new year. Um, ever since I moved here, I've uh, I felt like by the time you get to new year, this is, you already, exhausted after, after four, four or five days Christmas, of the local yes. Chris, Christmas and it always felt like a, almost like you're missing out because this for such a long period of my life living yes. back home it, it was all about New Year 
What is it like for you for the new year? Do, do you... oh, over years, it's been celebrated in different ways. Actually, we had party um, here with inviting many people, uh, doing concerts here over the new year, um, doing private salute uh, fireworks in yes. the garden. Um, but most recently, um, we would be in other countries uh, skiing. Right. Uh, um, mostly in Austria and also in Switzerland. Uh, I must admit that no plans been made for this new year yet, but hopefully we will be able to to get away and to do something more exciting. Yeah. But uh, I think for many people right now, it's a very last minute planning because there are so many fa factors which are going on the way. But um, we have to celebrate New Year wherever we are in the most positive um, spirits because as we say in our Russian traditions if you uh, will spend and meet the new year in a particular state of mind it will transmit manifest. into yeah. uh, manifest the coming year the next year so we, we have to bring this positivity and energy into the next year we all need it very much that's right that's right um, so I've got now um, short blitz questions as um, we're coming to the end of this beautiful conversation um, so the first question is your top book recommendation that changed your mindset I would never dream of um, recommending um, anyone a particular book because books and literature is such a such a important area and very uh, personal Mm. To, to everyone. Mm. Uh, I would only mention two books which had particular influence on my life and brought something important to me. Mm -hmm. but, but otherwise, of course, I, I could That's not possibly want, give, give a recommendation. Hear. Yeah, you might, you might be surprised, you will be surprised. But um, uh, for me, two books which had very special influence were would you believe it's uh, Antoine Saint-Exupéry, uh, The Little Prince? Right. And I come back to this book all the time. Why? Uh, because, what is it because, in there? Uh, that... because, because it's such a, such a beautiful story, such innocent and beautiful and pure story, how to discover yourself and the world and what is actually happiness. Yeah. Yes, and I think uh, it, it carries um, a very, very, very important meaning, yeah. uh, meaning and, and message, and it had a huge, huge impact uh, on me. And then somehow Anna Karenina by Tolstoy mm. um, moved me very much and had a great influence on me as a as a woman, as a grown-up woman. How to be strong and vulnerable um, at the same time mm -hmm. and how to sacrifice and not to be afraid of this sacrifice and obviously this story been probably felt very very different by uh, by many different women but uh, for me, it was actually an admiration to the main character, yeah, Anna. And of course, very, very moving story. And of course, very strong and emotional and, and Russian. And of course, 
after all yes i am a russian yeah yeah uh, romantic person <laughs> yeah yeah no, i can um i can see also similarities traits with the tolstoys heron but that's that strength and what you carry and what you try to um you know communicate to through through your platform through the strong women successful entrepreneurs women um your creative uh, women platform and um this is definitely a follow through thank you for those beautiful answers that's uh, fantastic um so we talked briefly about household tasks but is there anything else that you would like to outsource to um somewhere else which area of the household tasks you'd like to get more help with with interior Maybe. design <laughs> <Ta -da>! <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i really mean it and i really mean it bless it it will be my honor absolutely um your favorite meal of the day and why oh definitely dinner dinner why you know very often you don't, I don't get a chance to have one i during the day i don't have time even to eat so <laughs> it comes yeah just my my days they start very early and um, i'm certainly not an example of this is not really good and not healthy but there are many days when i might not be able to eat until the evening would you believe it and of course in the evening when oh at least at least you know you you can you can uh, breathe out and and especially when the whole family is around um, it is very, very uh, nice i've just thought of the uh, you know the the, to the task to outsource you need someone to make you pack lunches and uh, little snacks or maybe to open my mouth and yes, put it yes. inside yes possibly <laughs> ah, so this is not even about caring it's actually yes. making an effort to, oh my yes. god yes sometimes okay, it can be as mad you're a real workaholic yes yes um, but i need to change it and i will how early you mentioned you start your day really early what what time well of course i don't start every day uh, very early it, it varies but uh, very often uh, at seven which is obviously not crazy early but yeah uh, knowing that i go to Do sleep very breakfast? late very late then then of course it is an early start if, right. if you if you yes. if you can work sometimes till one or two o'clock in the morning absolutely yeah do you have your breakfast? Well, when I have, uh, when then I, it will be. It will be <laughs> usually a uh, small one. I'm just rolling my eyes here. I just yeah. how how this woman I'm functions. Certainly, I'm certainly. I'm certainly not a role a role model for women at all. Um, no, but that's a lot on your plate, and you know that's part of fueling you. You know to get your mind, and um, it, it seems like what you need more of is self-care really i do many people told me this yes, thank you for reminding yes well, but breakfast can can be very very small it can be just juice and some some yogurt and some fruit basically no, not not much more than that breakfast is my favorite part of the meal oh. and it's usually very nutritious and a lot of food so this is for very me a little juice and a little bit of yogurt Olga, that that's what we need to organize for you the the self care and uh, yes so they and think... especially as part of, sorry to interrupt you especially part of um, my creative women platform we have fantastic ladies specialist uh, dietitian but really yes. really famous with yes. lots of achievements with uh, their books on the subject being published they trying to influence you yes and, and i have this all uh, access to this wonderful ladies yeah. specialist and i 
didn't start taking advantage of this. I think in 2021, plan is time for yourself. Yes. The blocks of the time where you block out your diary, when I you promise. switch off your I phone. Promise. Um, this is definitely my wish because we want to see more of you know your um, productivity, your artistism, your, your uh, musical, you know everything that you represent. Um, but you need to look after yourself because um, we all have to. Yeah. Yes, we all have to, and uh, I, I know that. I, you know I, that. I okay, to, I'm, I've done it. I've done my motherly bit now. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, what is your top choice for celebrity house guest? Well, 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 well. And it can be historic. Figures. Yes, I. You know, I. Uh, I find myself that I. I can never really give. Uh, or to most of questions, maybe not to everything, to give just just a one, one straight answer. One straight answer, yes, because I'm always, always kind of on multifaceted uh, dimensions and um, looking into so many different uh, directions. I think I would think about two people at, at <laughs> least, but. Um, I met them both and of course they didn't come to my home but I was privileged and honored to to meet them both one of course who is a true uh, legend and b both are not alive sadly um, Stislav Rostropovich uh, right. who uh, obviously is a, is a legend and a symbolic f figure for any any musician and uh, any artist I, I was really really privileged to to meet him in my life and to play for him and to be praised by him and wow. was uh, he one of your teachers and mentors? He, he, he was a mentor but of course uh, being such a famous legendary uh, musician he, he, he never was teacher to anyone but he, he was a mentor and he influenced me very very much and the reason I'm in London uh, is actually because of his uh, suggestion even we met at the festival in Germany uh, and I was really really privileged to be the organizer of the only one concert by his foundation with young Russian uh, talents um, at Vigma Hall in London shortly before he died. And I have very, very special memories of that when he wanted uh, me to train him to prepare his speech, which he delivered from the stage. It brings tears to my eyes. Uh, of course, he never came. I came to his home, but I, I never had the chance to bring him to my home. And uh, probably Princess Diana. We, we talk so much these days again. Um, we never stop talking about it, right. Diana, but these days yeah. because of um, the current series, um, more more talks about Diana. I was also privileged to meet her wow. uh, publicly and uh, she created really amazing, amazing uh, impression on me, and we hear so so much. But it's very, very difficult, really, to com uh, communicate uh, to someone the the impression of the person, the presence, uh, the, 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 the presence. Yeah, you can only experience this if you really met this person by by yourself. That was really truly truly magical. It's very very difficult to describe. You you would be just mesmerized by. Uh, her face, her presence, by her attention to you and to what you're saying, uh, memory again, I will treasure for the rest of my life. It would have been very nice to be able to invite yeah. her as a special guest. Yeah. Those beautiful answers and uh, both very remarkable figures for sure. Um, your dream house and location. <gasps> 
There's not one, I get it. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> no, I will give you for this one, I will surprise and give you only one. Right. Uh, definitely, definitely Mediterranean. And I wouldn't say specifically exactly, but Mediterranean. Which you already have. Yes, but, but it would be a different kind of a um, house. Uh, I developed um, a great, great interest in uh, architecture, by the way. Uh, yes, I, I, I really, really would love to have something really so special and creative. Um, and of course, it would have to be designed by my now favorite architect, uh, um, Rafael Brzezinski. Absolutely. Uh, and, but I, I would like to have my own input into this, and it would have to reflect um, my uh, musicality, connection, yes, my connection. Um, and your connection music. to the sea. And yes. Your, so, yes. Okay, so it looks so like an That would be my dream house. Palace is, uh, in the uh, making. But definitely contemporary, definitely contemporary. contemporary is that your style? I, I like very much. Of course, it would be nice to have classical elements in, in the architecture as well, but uh, probably just on the minimal level. Yeah, yeah. And we really would love your input in the interior. Is it, is it, yes, oh my gosh, it will be my honor in Cyprus to, to, to create a palace of Aphrodite. That's the only way I envisage it. it, it it's, what can be better than what this? What can be better than this? Absolutely. Um, and this is not part of my Bliss questions, but because our episode is Christmas special, New Year special, what would be your Christmas and New Year wishes for 2021? I think I will be completely, completely uh, in tune with everyone else in the world saying that we really, really want to move into the new year with the, with the hope and belief that everything which suffered, stopped, was even destroyed, damaged in 2020 will be repaired and healed and will come back to our normality and our usual and unusual happiness. Yeah. Yes, this is what we all could only wish for. Beautiful, absolutely. What about your personal wish? Something for yourself? As we were talking about self-care and you, because you're so giving and you're so, um, you know, you, you have, you're a mentor directly or indirectly to so many entrepreneurs out there, what is there for you? What, what would you wish for yourself? I really would like um, understanding and love from people around me with whom I work and come in close contact. I, I really would like to be understood and supported and I already have, uh, of course, lots of support. and. I never would want this to be changed and disturbed by anything. Absolutely beautiful. Well, I, um, um, as I mentioned to you before, I'm absolutely privileged and honored to meet you and your, your presence radiates absolutely fantastic energy and you get um, this, um, it's, it's the busyness but energetic vibe that you give out it absolutely rubs off me and no it you're very you kind motivated. You're so very kind i'm absolutely wishing you all the best for christmas new 2021 and um for all your platforms for all your initiatives to 
went back to life because I, you'd, you've done a fantastic job in the current environment, but uh, the exchange of energy and after all, it's... They uh, need it very much, return of the human uh, energy. Yes. yes, and and that's where, as, um, as we talked about as well, that um, what 2020 taught us is the power of your own mindset, of your... Um, internal well-being and that's so correlated with what you do with the with the art with music with performances and um, I, I truly believe and not just from personal experience that people miss the energy of the concert hall of they event. do you know they do they, they do, do. absolutely i'm not going to be the only one who would highlight it it's um it's out there and i hope that energy exchange is going to happen we we had some good news on the vaccine side yes, and um, i think the um it's 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 the light there's a light in the end of this um pandemic this definitely tunnel. definitely and we should believe and we, yeah. we should project only absolutely the positive absolutely outcome. so um but regardless i I do believe that you'll do well, um, whichever circumstances are being thrown at you, because Thank you've you so been much. through so much. You came from such a um, humble background, and um, you know y you've built yourself with your hard work, with your determination, and with your passion, and something, and, and ultimately your phenomenal talent. So it's uh, it's so absolute much. pleasure to have you on. Um, my podcast and thank you very much for your time again. Natalie, thank you so much. You really touched my heart and even these days I, I'm not that keen to give interviews but um, your personality and of course your your vision for, for this podcast really t touched my heart and I, I simply could not refuse such a, a suggestion and it's really my honor to meet you today, to speak to you, and I, I wish you all the very, very best to you personally, to your family, and um, of course um, to you professionally and to the wonderful podcast. Thank uh, you. Thank you doing. so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beehive Household Podcast. Please don't forget to like, leave your review and share with your friends and family. For more information on the design services we offer, visit our website www.natalialloydinteriors.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under Natalia Lloyd Interiors as well as LinkedIn. Bye now till the next episode. Look after yourselves and your loved ones.